welcome to our podcast, Prostate Cancer, A Pain in the Arse. So basically, this is our journey of prostate cancer. I'm Henry Butler, and this is Cassie Gould. Hello. We own the Butler's Wine Cellar Wine Shop in Brighton. Um, and in spring of 2019, I humorously say I caught prostate cancer. Yes, not funny. No. It was you, not funny. You didn't, I didn't catch it off a toilet seat or anything. No, you, you can't just, catch it. You just get it. So what we, we're through the other side now, all clear. Um, but what we wanted to do was, is share with you the process from start to finish and try to promote awareness amongst men and, and your families and to try and de- demystify the process and eliminate surprises if you're about to embark on this journey. And also to encourage people, if you've got some symptoms or something that you might be unsure of, to go and get seen by the doctor. Most definitely. I, th- I think the, the, the message throughout this will be, um, we don't know what we're doing, so you must refer to your GP or visit the really informative site, which is prostatecancerUK.org. But we do know that for. early diagnosis is key and can save a lot of lives. That's the message, isn't it? And that relies on blokes, because it's a, a men-only thing, um, getting to the GP, getting tested and then probably getting tested several times. And hopefully talking about it a bit more openly. That would be a nice thing to encourage men to be able to talk about this or symptoms that change in your body or things that you're not quite sure about is just asking someone for their opinion and sharing your symptoms with each other as well because I think women generally are a lot better at doing that and also we're quite used to going in and dropping your pants and having your bits checked out. (laughs) When, when you've got something in your eye. <laughs> well, I have endometriosis, just as an aside. Oh, it's about to now, is it? <laughs> but, uh, so I've had lots of tests. Week. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think it's been chatted about quite a lot how women are better and more used to going into into the GP's um, surgeries. But also you're asked to as well, aren't you? And yes. with prostate cancer, we're not asked to No, there's to no actual screening in place at the moment where there is with cervical cancer or smear tests that um, and women... we, we would quite like to push for that i think or well, definitely if that was something that we could change in our lifetime it would be that men get uh annual psi tests psa yeah <laughs> see what and i a, did there and a PSI. <laughs> csi <laughs> they involved um so we better explain it to you probably what is prostate cancer because it's not clear is it and when i've found when I started talking about it and or telling people they had it. They they think all sorts of different things or they don't know at all. And it's scary because it's got cancer. It's cancer. Yes, and, and you can't see it. Yes. Um, but basically your pro- your prostate, the prosa, is about the size of a walnut and it's a gland which gets bigger as you get older. So it tends to be... Um, this illness gets picked up generally in older people, doesn't it? Really, like our granddads and uncles and aunties, aunties, aunt, uncles. Um, <laughs> but it sits behind your bladder um, and surrounds your urethra. Okay, so you've got to sort of picture the the base of your Johnson inside. It's there. It's sitting there. And if you had to poke around up the back door, you would be able to find it. Don't encourage that. Well, you can, and you'll know where it is if you, if you bang <laughs> into it, probably. It, and its function is to create semen, which ha- helps carry sperm so that you can make babies. So that's good. And when the cancer occurs, 
it's when the prostate grows in an abnormal way. And what can happen is that the cancer can stay um, sort of sitting in the gland and not go out to the rest of your, your body and, and can be controlled then. And that's why a lot of older people will die with prostate cancer because they can live with it. Um, but other p people will um, have problems if it, if it spreads outside of the gland and then it can spread around your body quite quickly and that's when um, there's a bit of trouble and that becomes more serious, doesn't it? Yes. And that's why you have to catch it early. Um, it's really important to do that and you, so you do have to get the tests. Um, you can get urine problems and uh, when your prostate it becomes enlarged but that could also be something that's not cancer based it could just be problems with your prostate but that would be the the only symptom i had no symptoms did i at all well you say that well, i do say that yeah i knew better you did we'll get to that um but just wanted to say that the people who are at risk most and it can be a small risk, but if you're a male and over 50, you have family members who have had it um, before, or if you are black. Um, but as, as we've stressed before, you can cure it if it's caught early. So how did we catch it early then? What's mm. our story then? Well, you think you didn't have any symptoms ever. Mm -hmm. But you uh, basically, at the time when we found out or we started the process of discovering this situation was when you had a ongoing sinus infections and you were lined up to have surgery to have your sinuses cut out or something. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just two massive holes in my face. Like some That's what you've got. Who've been on drugs. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So you were on antibiotics, so you kept getting prescriptions for antibiotics and then had urine infections because, well, they told us or the doctors said it was likely to be because you were on antibiotics and that they can cause urine infections. Yes, I had an Uber dose and the bloke said, you, you, I don't want you to have any more antibiotics after these for the, for the rest of the year because you've had so many and a big hit. And you, I could and smell you like a infection. dog, it was amazing. I didn't <laughs> smell like a dog, but I could smell with the ability of a dog. And it was great and then came back, yeah, real bad and, and I was ill, wasn't I? Yes, and uh, then you had yeah you had quite a bad infection at at one point where you were all do lally. Yeah, that's I've never had one of those before, and I don't want those again, which I am having. But there, I I didn't know what that was. We didn't know what it was, did we? Really? Well, no, and and so we went to the doctors, and they said it's because you're on antibiotics, and it's a urine infection. It's quite common when you're taking high doses of antibiotics. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And we'll keep an eye on things. Massive pain in the kidneys, lying on the floor, didn't really know where I was. Really weird. So that then is when you became the lifesaver mm -hmm. and said... Um, this isn't normal. This I isn't... don't think this is from the antibiotics because you're not looking very well and something's wrong. I just had a feeling. I just knew something wasn't right. Whereas I was probably watching... Everything's fine. It's juice. fine. Yes, like you normally do. So, so I made you go back to the doctors and they said, come back in a few months and we'll check you out again. And I said, no, you're coming back in a couple of weeks. When's the next appointment? I want you to have full blood tests. Yeah, so it was a full MOT, wasn't it? So not only do I get told that I'm ill and um, get all the blood tests and things, but they probably told me I was too fat. No, they didn't tell you anything like that. Normally that you're drinking too much. Losing a belt size. 
I must stress as well that going through these episodes, we're going to do four or five of them, I think, um, it's, this is new territory for us and is likely to be humorous. We will probably argue about things, but it, equally it's, it's quite upsetting as well. Yes, yeah, so I've like, already cried just reading the notes about this. So. And, and my job is done there, isn't it? That's mm, what thanks very much. But anyway, during part of your full MOT test that you had at the doctors, you had the PSA test. Yeah, that's the prostate-specific antigen test. Which is a blood test. Simple blood test, easy to do. That would be your starting point if you went into the doctor to get these things tested. It measures your levels of pro- protein in the prostate and it's normal for there to be a reading. So it's abnormal, well not abnormal, but it's most people have a reading of some sort. Yes, and in, and generally it would be very low, so you'd expect it to be something like two. Yeah, and we know people that have who've got prostate cancer or had prostate cancer and their readings have been over like 70, 80, 100, in the hundreds. Yeah, so and the older you get, your tolerance level is, is much higher. Um, so mine came up with three point something, wasn't it? 3.8, something like that, But which isn't a lot. Um, and if I was 55, they brought it, you know, they might have viewed it differently, but it is double what it's supposed to be. So that's why they were a little bit... It was bit a little bit of a red flag. Yeah. So then, then what they say is that, um, as Cassie said just now, you're, this could be probably down to the, your infection. Come back when your infection is gone and we'll do another test. And I said we're booking that appointment in now. When are we coming back? You did say that. When's the soonest we can come, which was four weeks. And then they said they'd expect the level to go down and then nothing to see. We're all better and go home. Don't and worry stop about it. Us. <laughs> <laughs> At which point staff. I'm worrying. Yeah, you are. So I went back. I can't remember. I was probably still a bit ill then, wasn't I? And the, the level went up rather than down. And that's when they get a funny look on their face and start. it all gets a bit more serious, isn't it? Because that wasn't what it was expected. Yes, and then that's when you had your first internal little finger up the bum. Well, that's, that's what happens, isn't it? <laughs> yes, he, he, he changes. Thought, well, we'll feel the prostate and let's see if there's any changes, if we can feel it. Yeah, he's, he's, his smile turns into a frown and, and then you get the snap of the glove. Which but you remember the first that erratic. first time he said there was nothing wrong and there was he couldn't feel any change at all. It was only the second time you had that done that they said at the hospital that they could feel a rough patch on the side of it. He well, I think he wasn't sure. The bloke. I'm not sure he was ready for it to be honest. <laughs> well, I am like a bit of an Adonis, aren't I? And he probably couldn't believe what was bent over in front of him. But for he blokes, was about seven foot. Blokes who who are f- fearful of this. To be honest, if you've got prostate cancer, you've got it's a bit the least more of your worries. to worry about. Yeah. And once you've done it a couple of times, you tend just to go into the GP and pull your trousers down, even if you're going for a chat. Just as you Welcome to setting. our world. I know. Mm. So they're just sort of demystifying this. They get you on your side with your knees up as far as you can, which is a, a pretty sight. And then they're in and out before, before you even know it. And... Um, sorting you out it feels a bit weird it feels like you're going to wet yourself or get an erection it was just weird but, <laughs> but, but they're uh, neither of those are unpleasant particularly if you've ever done a suppository I haven't I don't, <laughs> don't intend to but that's the that's the way that they would really check it properly 
and that's that's much better than the PSA test. And I think they would tell you as well with the PSA test, one is just is not enough. They like to monitor you a bit more regularly, don't they? Yeah, and they normally say that if you're over 50, you can request these tests. But like we've said, if you're more at risk, um, then you should ask for it soon, especially if you've got any symptoms like the urine infections or pain in your bladder or anything like that. I would always go and ask for the test in Definitely hindsight. So, yeah, if your um, uncle or your dad or your granddad and has had it. in your family, your your granddad had it. Yeah, he he got it really late on his later in his eighties or something. But there so. was some sort of family history there. Which I didn't know. No, and so we started going through this process as well. So this is when Henry was um, 49 and then we started this process and because we'd got this far, we contacted your brother who was 48 at the time and said, this is what we're going through. Maybe you should go and get tested. Yes. Which he then did. Yes. He liked the drama though, didn't he? So he loved it. Well, then I guess the next part of the story, which we'll reveal later on, was that you both got diagnosed with prostate cancer through these tests so if you hadn't have started this process he would never have known either no so the key things here are that if um if we didn't get tested five or seven years down the line i would have been in the crap and looking at something really serious so that's the life one doctor we went to said you had five years and that's what three and a half years ago now something yeah, if That's, if it wasn't sorted, if it yeah, if we if there was if we hadn't picked yeah. it up, and the other the other positive is that my brother then went and had the test and and they found his and so then we then we can deal with it. Um, so then it gets you're in the system. Then I I would say that is the good thing, isn't it? You're you're monitored and um, the regular checks and the the people are aware that you're at risk a little bit so we got, yes but so, you're kind of thinking there's nothing wrong why are you doing this to me i'm fine and i'm thinking oh my god you've got cancer yeah that is your default setting yeah and a little bit of i told you so well not really until now yeah i know what you're like mm-hmm. lifesaver yeah, hashtag lifesaver you never guess what i've just done i've saved his life <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna owe me forever um, but we got we got sent up to we're based in Brighton and we were sent up to the specialist bit which is um, what is it the the um, urology ward isn't in it in Eastbourne in no Haywards Heath oh yeah Haywards Heath we, we went to we did, we did a lot of hospital rounds yeah so we went up there for more um, PSA tests and more fingering which that's when he felt your rough walnut. He did feel the rough walnut, which apparently I'd say was perfect, but there was a rough patch yeah, and it's meant it... to be smooth all round. And that if there's roughness, that's an indicator that there's trouble ahoy. So I, I forgot about him. He, we, we only saw him once, didn't we, I think. Mm-hmm. That's but all you needed. Sort of rich looking consultant. It seemed quite nice. <laughs> he was so, very nice. But he was, to be fair, that was the time when he was taking it really seriously. And I think it was the first time for both of us we thought, this guy knows what he's talking about. And it suddenly got a bit more scary because he was concerned. Yeah. And they start drawing you little diagrams and things, don't they, and trying to explain it. And I think I was very aware that I was probably in the waiting room the youngest person by about 20 years on all occasions, I would have thought. Yeah. Which sort of reinforces the the fact that you think it's going to be an older person's disease that's not really going to be a problem. Um, 
So that was weird. So then um, they say, well, there's something there and we need you to go and have an MRI scan. Yeah. You don't like an MRI scan, I do don't, you? and I've had a few of those. Yeah. I'm not allowed to talk about all my issues, though. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do another well, podcast. Another podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, but, yeah, I don't like it at all. But I get claustrophobic and, yeah, I had, some, had a bad experience. So whereas I, I really enjoyed it. I, yeah, I know, thought you just this thought is, this is an hour of lying down. Yeah, pillows, nice and relaxed. They put some stuff in my arm. I don't know what that was, but the... Normally die. So the, the normal process of an MRI, well, well, from my experience, and I'm guessing yours was fairly similar, is that they you lie down on a sort of metal bed situation that rollers along into a tunnel. Yeah. You get strapped onto it with a sort of pads across you. Yeah, so you're so sort you of tied down, and it, that's a little bit scary. Yeah. And then injected with some dye or something, which will show up different bits in your organs that they need to look at. Um, but that's just done intravenously. It doesn't really hurt. And sometimes you get a bit of a cold rush from your feet to your toes. I do when that goes in. Yeah, I think I had that as well. Um, I and, didn't find it problematical. The person was talking to me. All, yeah, then you get put into the loud. tunnel, and then you get headphones you put on or earplugs normally and headphones over the top and you can hear the doctors or consultants on the intercom who aren't in the room with you so you're in the tunnel on your own in a room they're in uh, behind a glass screen so they can see what's going on they can see you so you're being monitored and they tell you when to breathe in hold your breath when to breathe out and those yeah. kind of instructions because you have let's thinking about it now you have when you before you go in you have the neat that what is it the cannula or something in your mm. arm which you have to have taken out afterwards because when I was going in the, another person was coming out an elderly bloke and he was all over the place he was bawling his eyes out he was trying to rip his thing out of his arm yeah he wasn't so a happy chap no he wasn't he was trying to get his gown off which yeah isn't, you don't need to see that do you so, so it can be a bit traumatic but it doesn't it's not painful and but I think it would help to life. know what to expect. If someone had, like told yeah. you exactly what was going to happen before you went into these things, you would know how to deal with it. I think yeah. it's the fear. And plus you'd sort of often turn up on your own to these situations and then you're in a tunnel strapped down and you don't know how long you're going to be there, what's going on, yeah. what you're going to find out at the end of it. You've got Your own head is just going crazy. Yeah. So that it's a bit the... scary and you're sort of in the tunnel for probably, I don't know... Anything between half an hour and an hour, it's quite it's quite a long time. It, it goes quickly, yeah. But it, it's a while. So you were sort of sitting outside, waiting, weren't you? Getting even more worried, probably. Well, yeah, and I was just in a weird waiting room on my own, which was a Royal bit Sussex. like a sort of ward. Yeah. Hmm. But that that's they they do that because it can give you a, it gives you a full scan of the prostate, and it will show them if there are any little tumours and stuff like that on there. I think that's how it works. I think we saw the scan, didn't we? So they said... Um, oh, well, we had, no, we had to wait, didn't we? We had to wait for our results. I, I always talk about it as we or our. Yeah, because cause I, I was with you all of the time. We've been through it together, haven't we? And that would be polite to, to do that. It's not an I thing. No, and I guess that's the other thing is that it affects everyone around you. It's not just the person who has cancer. I don't think ever. Obviously, it's going to affect your family a lot. And and also for people who, friends and, and other people who've been through similar experiences, anything like this can bring up those memories. Yeah. 
which for everyone. Be upsetting for people, and I think that yeah, because the... it's never an easy time. It's always scary, and sometimes the outcome is good, and sometimes it's not. I think that was highlighted when we found out um, that this there was something suspicious on the scan. We were on holiday and on that riverboat thing on the River S X near Exmouth. That was weird, wasn't it? Because it was a massive yeah. boat, but the water was about knee deep, wasn't it? It was weird. <laughs> it was a kind of random. <laughs> you could have just have got off there and walked to the. <laughs> and I think the we were the only two people who took up um, an offer of drinking of some alcohol on the, on board. Yeah. So everyone else is kind morning. of yeah having a nice chilled time, and we were like, yeah, okay, we'll have a beer yeah, and a yeah, glass of beer. wine. Yes, I do. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'll have a cider. Yes, yeah. I'll have everything. Thank you. <laughs> and then we we're all sitting there with our family. family yeah, so we're there with my mum's. My mum and my sister and niece and aunt and uncle and brother-in-law. The whole lot, the Belgian contingent. <laughs> and the GP phoned. Um, so I had to take the phone call and he explained... While we're on the top deck of an open boat. We're drinking beer. Um, something is suspicious on the on the scan, but they can't see it clearly. So to get a better picture of what's going on... Um, he'd like us to go in and have some biopsies taken and uh, I, th- I think you might have pushed me to ask does this mean cancer probably because yeah. I probably wouldn't have done and he's uh, he said which is often the chat isn't it let's wait and see until we get more results I mm. think I think they start that right from the start it's almost like how much information can you handle when it's negative and I understand because it needs to be evidence based doesn't it Mm. There's no point speculating yeah. and people worrying. Um, See, I'd rather go with worst case scenario and then work the other way. I, and you're always yeah. best case scenario until you're told otherwise. Yes, background information. I, my glass is always over full and I tend to... I'm an eternal optimist. Yeah, mine's like there's nothing in it. And <laughs> I think I go quite matter of fact. And if, if somebody says there's a solution or, or if, even if there isn't, there's, let's find the solution. That's my stance and you're not that way. No, you? no. Um, you might take a, a more worried approach about things. Yes, a negative. I'm not saying that, it's just different, isn't it? And yeah, emotional... and we've had different lives and we've been through different stuff and yeah. we're programmed differently like that. But I think you, during this whole thing, I think it's important because people might lose track of how their family or their loved ones are feeling about it and I, I was maybe a little blasé about it but I think that's probably a coping mes- mechanism isn't it to keep I don't want to dwell on negative mm. stuff because I, I, I knew at that I point it was cancer I knew for sure that that's what was going on the nose knows you somehow mm. smelt it in me well, you often say I smell because I'm infected, don't you? I don't know what's going on with you. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell your infections. It's a sinus infection. It's not a bum infection. <laughs> bum infection. <laughs> it's not actually a bum disease, is it? It's a gland. It's no, a I was just meaning gland. it anyway, stinker. Yeah. But the... Um, And I guess they're stressing, you've done the right thing. We've done the right thing. Gone in. They've caught it early. And whatever it is, it's super small and they think they can sort, sort it. That's, that's mainly um, the, the thing, isn't it? But your family, I think, didn't really know what to do. No, and my uncle who was with us at the time, he had, he's had prostate cancer and had been through the same procedure. But at the time, I think you didn't want to entertain any of that chat because we didn't know for sure. So no. we just sort of avoided that. We're like, OK, let's have a holiday and then we'll deal with this when we get back. Because you can't do anything. 
Can you? Well, no, it's not going to change anything. And then we couldn't rush through any, the appointments any faster. You sort of, you're, you're part of the process then and you're in the system and you just have to wait to fit in and be told what to do next. Yes, and I sort of think that if it was urgent, you would be in hospital when you, they, they, you'd be rushing you in. But this is one of the cancers that is easy to survive and it's from. a slow it's it grows slow slowly it's not aggressive yeah normally, is it not at your age and i think from what they'd seen so far on your psa test yeah and i think um talking to ronnie since you know that difference of five years between his operation and mine maybe a bit longer mm. things have progressed massively haven't they in medicine and so it's generally the same but my experience might have been a bit easier than his. His might have been a bit more traumatic. Yeah. I don't know. but it's And I think for him, they kept it right. quite private as well. Whereas yes. we were very vocal about this and we sort of made a decision that we wanted to try and use the experience to help other people or talk more openly with people about it. Yeah. And raise a bit of awareness. Because we have the medium to do that as well through our work and our business and we're lucky because... We have people following us on social media and we have a really good support network of friends around us and customers. Yeah. So it's, we've been yeah. lucky in that respect. It's a weird thing as well because I, I, I was fit and well by then and feeling absolutely fine. And then being told you've got to have tests because you, you're ill or potentially ill is a bit counterintuitive. It's weird and I, it's, you feel a bit fraudulent in a way because you're sort of thinking, well, I'm okay. Um, but you know there's something there to be dealt dealt with so this next bit is the is where the it really gets a bit challenging i Mm. thought for me i didn't really like this this biopsy time (laughs) at all no again we didn't know what to expect and no one had said what was going to happen or the um, the loud noise that happens when they stick this thing up your bum so we're going up to (laughs) I forgot to say as well, you know, driving up to Hayward Heath during this process was it, all, it was always pissing down, wasn't it? It seemed to be raining every single cancer trip we made. Yes. And we would be a bit stressed because we were normally running out of time and there's only three parking spaces in the whole of Hayward Heath. And and you did a little spin in the car, didn't you? Just to add I some, did. Some we did stress. not have an accident. Nigel Manson. I just <laughs> I took a shot corner. <laughs> In the rain and might have skidded a bit around the roundabout. Like, that was full rally, wasn't <laughs> it? We think, went round it sideways. I think the problem was that we didn't speak the entire journey because we're both worried and anxious. And then I just, yeah, I took the corner like Schumacher. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we survived that. I was I, like, we I, can I, survive anything. Added, added a bit of spice. So we're back in the Haywards Heath, which is a very nice hospital, wasn't it? More like a hotel than a hospital. No, I wouldn't go that far. I suppose I wouldn't stay there, would I, if I chose to? But um, you get, get, get in the gown in another waiting room, arse out, like all these gowns, and none of them fit me, really. They're like made. No, I think they gave you a people. small one first, and then you had to go and change it. I got the barry, bariatric one, is it? Which is the one for <laughs> the obese people. <laughs> just because that was the only one that would wrap around me. Um, you get in there and then we met, you came in, didn't you? And you met the bloke mm. who was going to do it. And he's got a t- couple of buddies in there with him. And basically they're going in. They're going in the beehole and um, with with some tools. 
and they're going to take, they're going to grab like that thing where you grab the toys out of the, on the pier. With, like, yeah, not quite that grabber. big. It's not that big. <laughs> the grabber <laughs> is going to pull ripped chunks out of your pro- prostate so that they can send them away. Yeah, and so they them. stick it up your bum and nip bits out and they take 30 biopsies at a time. 30 biopsies. So first thing I've never... I haven't felt well, a lot the, of lube the weird thing there was before, as well that it was like going into someone's office like I was sitting right outside the door you know like a meter away from where this was being done so it wasn't like you're in a private ward or anything like that everyone can hear what's going on everyone knows what's happening <laughs> other than you and I'm I'm literally hanging I'm on my side again and I've you know, I, there, there was a lot of lube. Anything could have got in there. Like probably. having a colonoscopy. If anyone has had a colonoscopy, that's the similar process. You hang your bum over the bed with your knees up. Yeah, you had to hang right yeah. over the bed in a way where I thought I'm going to fall into your into your face here in a minute, and he doesn't want that. I don't want that. So I'm literally white knuckle hanging onto the side of the bed. Something goes up there to to um, involving a needle to create some pain relief. Um, what is that called? I can't remember what anesthetic. Anesthetic, which you know, it's like it's like having a a, a blood test. It, there's a little prick, which is apt really in there, and and then the, the, it, you can't feel it. And then I don't know what he put up there, but it but it's like an industrial staple gun, the really long, loud thing. That's what it sounds like. Or a nail gun. That's yeah. what it it was like and I for me most of it was fine the noise makes you a little bit more nervous like you were saying you you could hear every time he he, he snipped one out didn't you <laughs> yeah it was very loud and I and that's quite scary and but there were just a couple where it like shoots right through your your joints and like a like a nerve um but most of them were were fine really it was more the noise that was troublesome. It yeah, didn't really and if hurt. that if we'd have been warned as well, then you you would at least know what to expect. Yeah, and and his matey's on the screen, so I think they've got a camera in there as well, and he's they telling them where do, to do it. Because otherwise, where do you think they're grabbing? How do you think they're grabbing? I I don't know. I was facing <laughs> the other way. I don't want to look. He was very nice, and I shook his hand afterwards, which I, I think bet he is loved polite. that. I hope he didn't have his gloves on anymore. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So thankfully you get a nappy to, to go home with, but that's sitting down in the car, especially your car at the time, which is basically a deck chair and some tiny metal thing. That, that on my Harris was, that was a journey. Yeah, you had an uncomfortable week after that. I had to, I would have liked one of those, what the people with piles, they have those ring. Rubber ring. Rubber ring. That would be good actually. And that actually. For future you, reference. For future, yeah. yeah. Take one of those. And Ooh. and you were told that you're going to be sore for a week, gonna which you were. So and and basically and you took the you took the nappy off and it's full of blood. So yeah. you, you, I guess you Actually, don't really know yeah. what to expect, and that's no. the other thing. It's slightly scary because you think, what the hell's happened? And there's, I mean, there's thirty, like not specks, but blobs of blood, where they've obviously yanked things out. So that's actually they 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 didn't they go in they go in through the gooch. That's what they did. They yeah, they, yeah, it wasn't up it? your bum. It was no. I think the camera goes in and yeah, the camera the will be up your bum. The, and then, but the staple thing was through, through your perineum. through your gooch. Oh lord, I forgot. But that's about where because that. that's when it was all really sore on your gooch area. Oh, and and I I watched it 
my Johnson from the it went black and bruised on the the gooch bit, and then my my ball sack turned black, and then it went black all the way up the Johnson, didn't it? it yeah, it, it just for like a few it. weeks. Oh, black! Like, I, I, yeah, it was weird. But and they give you antibiotics to prevent infection. I think I got an infection again, didn't I? And that's more. I don't know, but I guess like anything, you have to keep it clean, aired. Yeah, and I was super clean. Yeah. But but you you don't really. I couldn't really move around. Could no. I, I, I so you you need a lift. week off work. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you you can't really home. do anything, and it is sore, and it's yeah, it's not very nice. So. And thankfully, though, um, really cool. The the results were inconclusive, so I had to go back in about a month later and have another thirty done, didn't I? Mm, joy. Which is probably an apt place to to end this episode, I would say, because the next episode is a bit more serious when when we find out that we've got cancer, and that's a, a bit of a tricky um, chat. So hopefully. You, this has given you a bit of a taster and, um, you know, really nothing to worry about. We want to stress that. Everything can be sorted um, once these so this is out. you all over, whereas I'm like, no. <laughs> You're sitting You've there holding up the tears, aren't you? Um, get help, get advice, talk about it, next. know what's going on. And do, if you are worried, you know, you must speak to your GP and you should look at prostatecancerUK.org which is a fantastic resource. It really is good. I, I look at that still now. Um, so, yeah, the next episode will be uh, finding out we've got cancer and what are our options to uh, cure it and make it go away. So thank you very much for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.